we are in chapter 9 of uh, 1689 Second London Baptist Confessions of Faith. And I must thank Brodeji, uh, who been laboring, and um, uh, Bro uh, Eliaza, who both have labored to bring us to this point uh, together with myself. I was in paragraph one, Eliaza took paragraph two, uh, and then uh, Brodeji took paragraph three. So if you've been coming, paragraph one defines what free will is all about. Give us a general uh, flavor of what free will is all about. Paragraph two deals with uh, free will before the fall. How uh, free will function before the fall. It was Elias, I think he, he delved into some philosophy, uh, albeit imperfectly, but just for your benefit, uh, I, was a, I, was a Lego, I was at the airport catching my flight, and I was listening to his philosophy uh, minor. Uh, and then Brodeji, who uh, also took us to uh, the subject of the free will under sin, now under the dispensation of the fall. Free will before the fall, free will under the fall, now that man has fallen, how, uh, how does free will function under the regime of sin, under the regime of fallenness? And I did uh, well with it. I was telling Brodeji, I said, this one that you guys are teaching well, I hope you guys are not looking for my job. And then we just crack some jokes around it. It's good. I will be so much happy. But by this time, in a few months, almost all of you here are ex can stand here and teach excellently. And then together, we spread ourselves across Abuja to Nyanya, to Maraba, to Kabai, to Ado, to Nyanya, to Gualimpa, to Gwagwalada, to Kubwa, to Lube, all around this town, blanketing this town with quality teachers of the Word of God. Clusters of two, three, four, five, ten, fifteen, and then there will be news that these these young men with malia heads are turning. Uh, Why well, looking as smart? Uh, turning the world upside down, and I want to hear my phone ring that uh, the DPO of Guadalupe has arrested uh, Joshua for preaching, and then uh, he has received forty lashes of. Uh, of Cain, and then so <laughs> I just, I'll be so happy. And of course, that uh, Nonso car was impounded because he was preach, he was daring to preach, and then, uh, and then the, one of his ear has been cut off, and then now in the National Hospital. But it would be a great news to know that young people like us, or feeble people like us, non-influential people like us, turn this city upside down not by miracles, but by the agency of the word of God. We must turn the table. The only thing that turns people said now is miracle. Pastor, it has happened. What has, it, what has happened? This woman, the hand was short. Now it's long. Give the Lord, I don't know how to say it now. Give the Lord a praise or give the Lord 
stuff like that. And then there'll be a, a kind of pandemonium. <laughs> uh, Prophet Hubert Angel was in town recently, and it was, it was chaotic. He called himself the father of miracle money. And uh, people were shouting. I, I, some clip was sent to me, and I was just laughing. So this was having 2,000 naira in his hand, and the team multiplied to 4,000, and it was a big deal. I mean, if, if 2,000 multiplied my hand to 4,000, what for? And so I say, ah, 10,000. I was, how oh, I wish this falling, I know what 10,000 means right now. That 10,000 is not a miracle <laughs> in anybody's pocket, even if he appears in anybody's phone now. I know that stuff. Let it be that there will be a great teacher in the city just teaching the word of God that turns people's head. And it can only happen by the power of the Holy Spirit. If we move by the power of the Holy Spirit, if we are enabled by the power of the Holy Spirit, we will take this city uh, by storm. Amen. Look at paragraph 4 of chapter 9 of the 1689. I know most of the, your network uh, is down, but if you can't say it through your phone, give me your ears. We are looking at uh, the will, the, the freedom of will, or free will, free will, under the dispensation of grace, in the state of grace, post-cross, the state of redemption, actual redemption. How does free will look like? Let's read. When God converts a sinner. Who converts a sinner? Many of you wanted to read when a sinner converts himself, came to his senses, and came to God. That's, even as I'm reading this now, that's, how, that's the interpretation in, your, in some of your Armenian brain. But when God converts a sinner, and translates him into the state of grace. Who does the translation? He freeth him from his natural bondage under sin. Who freeth the sinner? I, I need an answer. And by his grace alone enables him freely to will and to do that which is spiritually good. Who enables the sinner? Yet, so as that by the reason of these remaining, by the reason of his remaining corruptions, he doth not perfectly nor only will that which is good, but doth also will that which is evil. Okay, clarification. The confession continues to be consistent. This, is, this point is called the marrow of theology. This is the heart of theology. If you don't understand total depravity, you don't appreciate redemption in Christ Jesus. So the confession is saying when God converts a sinner, salvation is of the Lord from the beginning to 90%. Huh? From the beginning to when you were converted, God is the author and the finisher of faith through Jesus Christ. And it is done by faith. 
and through the converting power of the Holy Spirit. So it, was, it is God when a sinner raises his or her hands and said, I'm saved. It can only be by the working of God. No one is a Christian by him or herself. No one comes to the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ by his personal willing. You have to be made willing freely to accept the offer of salvation. So when God converts a sinner, that is what we call regeneration, John 3, he moves that person from the domain of death where sin rules, where sin does have dominion and translates him into the kingdom of light and that arena is called the arena of grace. I hope you understand what grace means. Do I have to bother myself to ask you to explain what grace is? Hmm? Like when your phone is bigger than Brown's phone, you say it's grace, so isn't, isn't it? It's by grace. So. Uh-huh. No, there's a lot of misuse of the word grace. Uh, the grace of God is his undeserved, unmerited favor uh, given to sinful humanity in, in the work of Christ. Okay, so he, he moved a sinner from the state of sin, the state of the dominion of sin to the state of grace. And then he disentangled that sinner, he frees him. It's a song, this language is, is, is a, a quite uh, uh, Greek. Is when someone is latched to a particular thing, is, is entangled, it's like the analogy of the cave. He frees, like when Paul and Silas were, Silas were in the prison, or Peter was in the prison, and the door opened, and their chains and, and their, and their uh, bones uh, were broken, and they were ushered out by the angel. That is the kind of idea. A sinner is miserably and necessarily bound to sin. There is a union, a kind of organic union that a sinner does have with sin by the reason of natural generation that comes from Adam and Eve, our forefathers. So we are naturally sinners and by nature children of wrath. We're not just, we're not just free moral agency who chooses to sin and not to sin. We are miserably and helplessly bound to sin. We cannot but sin. What was the Latin word that Eliezer was chewing your head on? What, what was the Latin word? Let me start asking you now. Non posse? Non posse, non pecare. That is not able not to sin. Not, not, it's not, not able to sin. Not able not to sin. Not posse, non pecare. So you, you, but if there is a moralist, if there is an unsaved moralist here this evening, you are saying no. Well, 
how can how can the scripture or pastor says that a sinner cannot not able not to sin? Uh, I don't. And then you start giving the the boxes that you think you've ticked. Like I don't do men. I don't do women. I don't smoke. I don't drink. What else? I don't. I don't lie too much. Is there anyone in this hall that have not lied? Raise your hand so that thunder will come from heaven. It's just that that lie was a white one, not 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 actual big lie. Okay, I don't commit murder and all that stuff. So we 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 sin. We sin by nature. We sin. We sin naturally. Are you following the sequences? So the, when, 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 when salvation comes, that's why we, we ask people that want to be a member of church, how were you saved? We want to listen to them. If you were bound to something like, and someone came and detached you from that thing, you will remember. You will remember. Except you are a moralist, you will remember. And then he detached you from the bondage under sin. And then enables you, he now places you in the state of grace. See, sometimes when you're reading some, some Armenian uh, theology, you see this state of, of, of grace uh, a lot. It's just that it remains uh, differently. So what it means is that God moves you and places you in the state of grace by the regeneration, in the regeneration, so that you now, having been regenerated, can, can choose God. Your will being dealt with, and then you can choose what is good. And I now said, but because we live in this body, uh, Romans 7 tells us about a dwelling sin. Uh, we've, been, we've been changed now radically and perfectly, and we've been saved. Uh, but because we are still alive in this body, we have some precipitation to sin. Uh, but not, as by, by, not by way of nature, our desires, our propensity have been dealt with. So we fight sin now, not enjoying sin now. That's, that's the idea. So let's read some scriptures to support this idea. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. Confront, uh, there's, there's uh, Vika, there's uh, Vika and Vika Mrs. There's, there are four seats in the front for you. Come, come, come. Don't be shy. I'm on your case tonight. You came late. Uh, where is Eliaza and the, the rest of the sinners? Okay. Mm -mm, I want here so I can, I can trouble you. Yes. Is that coffee? Okay. <laughs> Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. Who is reading that? Brother Deji. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. He has delivered us from the dominion, domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Yeah. King James used the word translated, uh, where he has been used uh, the word Transfer. I mean, if you understand the idea of transfer, your PVC 
were in uh, Enugu, and then you moved to Abuja, and then you moved your, you moved your PVC from Enugu to Abuja. Your PVC is no longer there. Where well, your polling unit is now somewhere in Kaposa or Shariti. And that's where your PVC, that's the domain of your PVC now. I mean, logic is that you cannot, an A, an A cannot be non-A. So having been translated from the domain of darkness to the domain of light, you cannot be in those two domains simultaneously. Is that, is, that, is that easy to swallow? Is that hard to swallow? Hmm? Some of you were in Lagos, and then work moved you to Abuja, like Brother Damilari now. He cannot be in Lagos now, as we speak. He cannot be in Niger, except he's now one DBA uh, from above. Even some of the DBAs cannot be, <laughs> yeah, it's only God that can do that. He's here now. He has been moved from Lagos to Abuja. We have been moved from the dominion, from the domain of sin to the domain of light. John chapter 8, verse 36. Quickly, John chapter, the gospel according to John chapter 8, verse 36. Get a microphone. John chapter 8. So if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. Yeah. 8.36. Yeah. So this freedom that sin has enjoyed in Christ is an actual freedom. It's not freedom. It's not a potential freedom. It is an actual freedom. It is not a halfway freedom. It is an actual freedom. Okay, it's not that. It's not that Christ came and showed you a way. So I've shown you the way. If you follow it, if you don't follow it, I've done my part. That's not the issue. He really moved you. He came upon you. His work, the redemptive work, is complete. It's final. It's effectual. It's effective. And it is an actual freedom. It is freedom indeed. If actually you have experienced the freedom that comes by Christ, you are actually free. Even if you are not feeling it right now, this is your position, positionally, actually, indeedly, if there's any language like that, you are free. You are no longer under the bondage of sin. Your will that used to be under the control and enslavement of sin and Satan, having set free by God, and you are now free indeed. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. Another person, if you raise your hand, they'll bring your microphone to you. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. Philippians chapter 2. Verse 13. For it is God who works in you both to will and for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Yeah. So when Christ set us free, he moved us from from our natural bondage under sin and translate us 
to the kingdom, to the arena of grace, and then enables us to freely will and to do that which is spiritually good. The willing now, a, a, a redemptive experience and reality, uh, does have great uh, implications on, 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 on your will. So your will that used to be hostile to God is now being made willing and mandable to uh, love God and to accept the offer of salvation freely given in Christ Jesus. Up to this point, are there any questions? We are putting the issues as they are for a Christian. So your grandfather, your nice grandfather, who is not a Christian, under which kingdom see? Where is your grandfather, who is very nice, for who raised you well? He belongs to which kingdom? Really? Really? Okay, let's bring it down. What of your mom? There's not a Christian who nursed you and still care for you. Where is she? If she's not a Christian, you know, darkness. What of those who are very learned, like Professor Wale Shoenka? I don't know. If I is through Professor Wale Shoenka, we have federal safety. <laughs> and also, uh, is it AF fraternity or Bokane? I don't know. Eh? C-Dogs, yes. How do you know about C-Dogs? No, so you have to watch these people. Yeah, pirates. C-Dogs, pirate fraternity. So where is he? With all his enlightenment, he's, he's a Nobel laureate. Where is he right now? Are you sure? Are you sure that the Kongi is in darkness and Satan is ruling him? Huh? It is. It is what it is. If your wife is not a Christian, is in the kingdom of darkness and Satan is his direct boss and his, her will, her, her, her boss, and her will is miserably bound to sin. So when the Bible says you should, not, you should not marry an unbeliever, it's not that the church wants to be difficult. It's like, what is the communion between light and darkness? In fact, in the New Testament, Paul was speaking to the church. He said, at one, at, at one point, you were darkness. You are not just in the kingdom of darkness. You were darkness. Darkness personified. And God moved you to the state of grace. Now you are a Christian. So your will now is... It's not that your will has been worked upon like the way mechanic repairs some patch, some tire. You have a brand new will that is totally different from the will that you possess naturally from Adam. It is with that will 
you serve God acceptably. Without that will, all the willing that goes on in your mind comes from the fountain of darkness. No matter how noble and genuine and good intention they may be, they don't serve the interest of God. The second part of the confession says, but by the reason of remaining corruptions, as we shall see shortly in the book of Romans, uh, we do not teach perfectionism. We still battle with sin. It's just that our disposition now, Ross Martz, are you praying for us? You're just lying down hmm? under my teaching. Okay? So we are not, we, we serve remaining, remaining corruption. Who argue with that? How many of you are saved? Raise your hand. If you know you are saved, raise your hand. Okay. There are four persons that are not saved. Uh, Eliaza. Uh, <laughs> you had a non safe picture in your church <laughs> recently. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you can testify that ever since you became saved, we have seen some residue of sin battling you. Raise your hand. Okay. Drop your. How many of you can testify that ever since you became saved, you have not sinned even once? Raise your hand. No hands. There's a seat here. My, my inquisitors. Yeah, good. Good to see you. So how many of you have... No, I mean, be, be serious now. How many of you, by the grace of God, you know, there's a wish to say, ever since... <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not kidding. I'm serious. You know, there's a way we used to say, like, you know, ever since I became saved, but I don't have that is my mouth for the past 11 years. Let's twist that. Ever since I became saved, even see no smell this nose like this. Raise your hand. You become my deacon immediately. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Why are you doubting Dejis? Do you know Deji? Do you know Deji? I mean, Deji is a leftover of the Puritans. <laughs> they left him here for us to. Uh, emulate. So, I mean, when, when, some, when believers sit around to argue Romans 7, no, Paul is not speaking about a life of a Christian. Paul is, uh, is, is, is thinking backward when he was not yet saved. And I say, oh God, you, you are the living <laughs> epistle of what Paul is describing here, except if you are saying you are not yet saved. But that sin now that does pop up in your life, where does it proceed from? If your nature has been changed in regeneration, this sin that used to pop up once in a while, are there external to you or they proceed from your inward place? Are they from here or they are just external? And also say both and. Can you explain? Where does this, where does the sin proceed from? The, the, yes, the indwelling sin. 
that Christian battles with proceed from where? Oh, you've changed your mind. Okay. Let's read Romans 7, 20, verse 14 to 25. I need a good reader. It's a little bit long uh, reading. Romans 7, verse 14 to 25. If you raise your hand, they will get, they will get you a microphone. Okay, no, uh, brother, sir. Romans 7, verse 14 to 25. Verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold under sin. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it's no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. Mm -hmm. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being. But I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Finish it. Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. Now, it's not my duty to do a treatment of Romans 7. I have done the series in the book of Romans. The point that the confession wants to emphasize is this. Because there are some, if you want to pick the passages that the passage you've read, you want to pick some points. It, it makes it look like if if you have been delivered from from the bondage of sin, from the domain of sin, how come Paul is saying I am sold uh, under sin? I mean, there are a lot of things about that, but there are some of you that are from the middle belt. There's something they call Okpehe, what they call Zidawadawa. Uh, how do they call it? Hmm? If you like, cover that thing. Where? Cover it, wrap it, cover it, and wrap it. And do your best. And then give a message. It's okay, go and give my son in the city. An hour later, you'll be looking for that thing. And then once you've, you've, you've removed that thing from the can or from whatever, and you've, how can you wash, how, how many times are you going to wash the can? to flee it from the smell of that thing. How can? How many times? Sometimes it's even impossible. That when you think it's not that smelling, it is because your nose has been conditioned. So if a neutron nose comes there, it's still there. I'm an expert in that theology. <laughs> in fact, I went to London with it, and I was arrested at Heathrow. 
So if I if they deport me now, and then they ask me why, and then they say okay, that would be the most stupid thing that I would tell my children that I was deported. Because I've grown now, I won't do that again. But I was detained. Yeah, so it is like that. Actually, sin has been uprooted from your life. But the crack, the, the damage that sin does, like a scar, they are still there. And once in a while, they does bring flashes back to you. And that's where positive confession comes to. So you have to now remind yourself, when you are being tempted, and that's why I was leaning towards what myself was like, it's both within and without, that sometimes some of these sins that before Christmas now, are uh, even Satan standing by, whispering to your ears that you should do something, trying to arouse, trying to, trying to regenerate something that is no longer there, and then put you in a state of tension. At that point, you have to remember, there's a hymn we sing, when Satan tempts me, tempts me to despair, and tells me of the guilt within. Upward, I look and see him there who. So when Satan comes and trying to arouse that in my heart, I look upward and I, I look at look I look at the cross. Okay, that is that is where we are right now. So we are at war with sin. We used to be comfortable with sin. Now we are at war with sin. It's no longer our nature, and sin will have no dominion over us. Galatians chapter 5, verse 17. Galatians chapter 5, verse 17. That's the last scripture for tonight. Ephesians. Galatians 5, 17. From now on. No. No. Galatians 5, 17. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. Yeah. And the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Yeah. You see, that, that is, you, you, you are not born again, and your spirit is at war with sin. But Satan and sin will not just let you go. It used to be their tenants. They still want you back. It used to be very obedient. No, obedient. How I many of you have had obedient people? Uh, servants, and you don't want them to go, you know. Uh, if they want to resign from work, you increase their, their salary, and, and you promise them helping and net so, so that you can keep them, you know. There are some nice slaves. There are some slaves, you just let them go. When you were a sinner, you were, just, you, were, you were good. You were good. It's only now you are becoming rebellion, you know. You were so obedient to Satan. Satan is, is, is a good master at keeping people in their enslavement. Now you are at war with each other. It's like now Arsenal and Tottenham, Manchester United and Man City, Liverpool and Everton. Yeah, on and on. I mean, you don't understand this thing because those who are addicts in football, the club you support is the club you support. I don't think, I've not, seen, I've not met an Arsenal fan who was an Arsenal fan five years ago and now a Man, a Man City uh, fan. 
Even some of us have repudiated Arsenal. No, some of you that have, that have laid low over the years. Now that Arsenal is winning, all of a sudden, Arsenal fans that we thought never existed are is there, is there, is there, is there. Okay. Question and contribution. Before I begin to apply it to us, Sister Fire came. Um, where sin comes from, if it's within or without. And there was a mention of both. And okay, um, um, my contribution is that um, um, many times when we are tempted, we are tempted uh, based on something that is in us most of the time. For instance, if I don't like, um, I don't like spaghetti, for instance, and somebody wants to tempt me with food, it's not spaghetti they will bring to me to tempt me, something like that. Or the devil will not tempt us with um, something that is not enticing to us. Maybe somebody that does not have issues with money, for instance, and you know, is being tempted with money. That's not the temptation that will come to the person. But it's that one that is uh, within us that the devil hits on. Yeah. That, that memory, that stored, that, that old memory. I mean, if you used to like reggae music, you were Bob Malian. I know, I mean, you're a young generation. But Mali is one of those musicians that even those who are young now can even relate with. I was, I was, I was, I was hooked up. Anything reggae is my, was my favorite. And all the, I, myself and my late elder brother composed choir song up to 16 or 18 that I can remember. And all of them are set to reggae tune just by default. Either it's Christmas song, or it's praise and worship, whatever it is, we're set in reggae. Even now, that's, I'm born again. I don't have any CD, I don't have anything on my system that play any worldly music. So recently, I just, I wanna love you, the thing just came back. And treat you right. I said, No, I'm born again. He said, Oh, it's the thing. I'm born again. The thing is still singing in my brain. <laughs> I mean, we were really sinners. We were really, 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 really sinners. I, I shared with you the that time, an elder was as communicated. The story, that's, what I, that's how I heard it. But I knew there was much to that story. Because they saw him in a wedding party. He helped, he said he helped his neighbor open the cork of, of, of life. If you don't know what life is, ask, uh, yeah, okay, ask Fred. Yeah. <laughs> so he opened life lager beer for his friend who drinks. So it, the person became curious that the person who drinks doesn't know how to open the cork, but the person who's an elder knows how to open the cork. And then he was reported and brought to the council. And uh, he said, I didn't drink it. I was helping them to open the, uh, the cork. And I said, how come you still remember how to open the cork? You've been saved for 40 years. You still remember how to open the 
and even help the man to pour into the, because there's a way you pour beer into the uh, glass. You know, if you pour it, the thing, there's a way you hold the glass and then, I never drank. God is my witness, I never drank. But, but. And then they say, they not say, your sanctification is not yet completed. You still remember, how can the man forget how to open the <laughs> And actually if, actually, if beer drinking is even seen in and of itself to, to start with, very bad theology. Uh, but yeah, we, the Satan knows. Sometimes when we became saved, he allowed us five years of, uh, of, of sabbatical. And then you say, ah, for the past five years, how, look at how strong I have become. And then you be, and then you not say, oh God, you don't know you are safe now. You can try anything. Even if they put cigar in your hand, you will smoke. Even if they put naked women in the room with you, nothing will happen. In fact, a young man, I, I share with you, my father refused a man's wedding. That should be like 1995 or 94, because the man ran his mouth. In those days, if you are dating a man as a lady, you're not allowed to visit the man's house until after your wedding. Are we still doing that? Before, before wedding night, the lady has arranged the room, sir. <laughs> has arranged the room for you. And, and the man, my, when they were doing premarital counseling, my father was so impressed by the man's depth of knowledge and faith. And because my father was praising him, he now ran his mouth and said, you know, the other time, this my fiancé came to Cardinal to visit me. And we slept on the same bed, and nothing happened. And my father says, you repeat it. He repeated it. <laughs> and my father said, I'm not, I'm not doubting you. He said, but in this office, Without it, that even me as the pastor, I, it is foolishness to now say, let me sleep on the same bed with an opposite sex that's not my wife, so that nothing should happen. He said, even, if, even though nothing happened, you were tempting the Lord, and we should punish you for that. <laughs> yes, your wife will not wear white wedding gown. <laughs> you know, they have sizes of wedding gown for, if you really want to get married, they will give you some color of, uh, where they cream. If it's cream, we, we all know that water has passed uh, that they preach. Yes, I agree with this stuff. Sometimes it is that thing that is latent in us. Satan allows it. Allows it. Even though it's, 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 it's no longer there in actuality. But because of this body that we are, we are in, we can actually uh, misbehave. But if a man is genuinely safe, his misbehavior is, 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 is strange to him. His misbehavior kills him. His misbehavior causes shame and, and distraught. He's appalled by the misbehavior. And don't want to do it. One, because of the sting. It is only in the UK, all this Western country, that people, go to, people want to go to prison because the prison environment is quite uh, good. If you have been to Kirikri, or you've been to some police in Alagbo, you don't want to go back, except you are mad. So a Christian doesn't want to go back to 
where the Lord has delivered them. It was bad. It was really, really bad. It is the Egypt that they ought never to return back to. A Christian now love God for the sake of love. I mean, you must be a terrible, terrible. Let me not use that example. I don't, I don't really believe in Valentine. But for those who believe in Valentine, I mean, it, it, is, it, is, it is bad. There are some things you should not do today to your spouse, isn't it? There are some issues you should not bring up today. Do you understand? Today is not to talk about some, some things. Yeah. yeah. Any question? Yeah, Daniel. How much do you buy that? <laughs> 103,000 charged to your account. Good yes, evening. Daniel. Good evening, church. Good evening. My question is um, if a Christian, if, when a Christian gives his life to Christ, when a person gives his life to Christ, is it possible for the person to like forget the whole sin and just change? Without taking, without going back at all, is it possible? Yes or no? Yes and no. There's a song we used to sing, there is a great change since I met God. That song was popularized by Nate Sonny Okosun. It was set to reggae. Great change since I met God. There is a great. All the things I used to do. I do them no more. The things I used to do, I do them no more. There's a great, may not be complete. In fact, what God does, what God does in the life of a Christian is total. He, not that he saves you like, he's not saving you instrumentally. God is okay, don't have one other sin so that I won't kill him. Let's take 50 off this year. And then it's not a withdrawal system as you are dealing with a cocaine addict. When the Holy Ghost came upon you in regeneration, he saved you completely. Depending on your, on your temperament, there are some that are actually can touch the fact that there were, there were massive and radical change in their life. That 24 hours after they became Christian, they've turned their back on this world to a very, very massive degree. But there are some who still, like, trying to take some step, like, fledgy, and then they're taking step. But that step is upward. It's, 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 it's progressive. It may not be big, but uh, they're quite progressive. But there will be a remarkable change at the beginning. If there's no remarkable change, something is still wrong. We put you back again in the water. Yeah. There must be remarkable change. There must be a change that you, even you, can testify that things have changed. The example is if the, the frequency of your sinfulness were like five times a week, now even you are struggling to commit one. Even that one is, is hard now until you start talking to older Christians, discipleship, 
began, your old friends are gone, new friends have come, and then on and on and on, and then upward, it, it, you, you go. Yeah, it's possible. I, I want to be very, very optimistic, because I, I like the theology that said, there, there are some theology that actually gives you allowance, that make you look like you, you run things. When I became saved, I, I'm taking my time. You don't take your time. You're not in charge anymore. The Holy Ghost is in charge. And he's reading you of that sin. And he can read you of all sin. That's what he actually does in your born again experience. Yes, smart. Okay, they're just scratching your Malian hair. Huh? Any other question before we close? Before I say a few things, then I'll close. Yes, sister. You raise your hand. No, okay. Eber. Just need clarification in this passage of scriptures that says, He who the Son sets free is free indeed. So, when we say he's free indeed, in context, is it free completely from the guilt of sin or from any form, <coughs> excuse me, from any form of. Um, Let's say possession or yes, you are free from sin, from the guilt, from the penalty of sin. So, is it possible for a Christian to be possessed by a demon? No. The reason why I'm asking this is um, when Christ and Peter were having that conversation on his way uh, before he was arrested and then taken to Calvary. Where's the Satan get behind him? And yes. So, was Peter possessed or? Peter was influenced by Satan at that point. He was not possessed. The word they call possession. So Christian can be influenced by Yes, can be, for, can be. The Christian can be tormented by Satan. Particularly if you are not yielding to Christ, you can be, you can be uh, affected by Satan. But Satan cannot take residence in, 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 the, in the heart of a believer. But when, give me your ear, when a believer falls into sin, you know, Paul talks about handing him over to, to buffet him. Yeah. So, is, yeah, uh, Felix? Yes? Is it, are you answering Abel? Um, she feels that, it's, that we are just being grammatical about tormenting and uh, possessing and influence that is basically the same according to her. So I didn't want to distract. That's why I wanted it to be that. Well, we should not get there. There is, is, is logically, the Holy Spirit and Satan cannot dwell in a man simultaneously. There's no the dark. No matter how small a light is, when you introduce a light into a dark room, even if it's a matchstick, there will be a remarkable. There is a receding of darkness. So darkness and light cannot dwell in a man simultaneously. But in terms of, see, Satan can be so angry with your lifestyle now that he will cause fire to, to burn your house so that you can be discouraged and depressed. And then hopefully start drinking again. Okay? And it does happen to Christians. After they became Christian, Satan will sponsor attack on their family. They'll kill your wife. They'll start attacking you all around. Even some Christian family that's supposed to come around you who begin to even doubt your salvation until you, became, you are now depressed. Okay, I'm not a believer. And then you want to move away from Christ. It is at that point you actually know you are saved. At that point of depression, where you say, let me start doing, let me even kill myself. 
Jesus, come, my child. And then from that, from that depression, from that gloom, there's a sun again that rises on your head. Because now you are in, in the grip of the Holy Spirit, he can't let go. He can't let go of you. So, I mean, there's, we can talk about this next time. Even when Christ was here and was casting out devil from those who were possessed, uh, there were no Christians. In fact, Satan cannot even, if a church, if a, if, a, if a church is so living to their true identity, Satan cannot sit among them calmly. He will be so uncomfortable. Example, they were, they were in the synagogue a demon-possessed person, and Jesus entered. And the guy will just, just enter. <laughs> and the man scatter. See, what I do, uh, so, so. Of course, I'm not saying Satan cannot stay among God's people. Satan used to go to heaven. This is a different category, but uh, where there's light, darkness cannot uh, stay. We do not believe that a believer can be possessed. Therefore, we do not believe that the church have as its major assignment delivering ministry. If you are delivering unbelievers and relieving them of uh, possession temporarily, good luck. But for now, gather believers and destroy yoke. What happened to them when they became Christian? Called deliverance. Being a Christian is called deliverance from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. That's not our point tonight. Forever, is that clear a little bit? Yes. Now, before we close tonight, you know why this is so important? We, at any given point in our lives, we are slaves, either to Satan or to God. The same way we were bound to sin when we were not Christian. When we became Christian, there's something that happened so much more than just become Christian. It's called union with Christ. Romans 6 talks about our union with Christ. We have been joined to Christ. We are now servants of Jesus. He rules over us now. And we have been made willing to obey him. Brothers and sisters, the law of God is not for unbelievers. It is a community of believers. It is a community of believers under the old covenant that the law of God came. And it is to the church that the scripture came. God had no business giving his law, holy law, to unbelievers. You cannot excuse there's no excuse now for you if you are a Christian. You can actually obey God. You can obey God by the Holy Spirit. If you continue to yield yourself to the Holy Spirit and attend to the means of grace, you will see overcoming power in your life and increasing measure. That is the truth of the word of God. The command to do good, to, to be holy, and, and to give yourself to God is given to those who are now Christian. God is ordering you to do things from the disposition of being saved. 
So you can tell yourself, I can do all things because Christ is strengthening me. Did you raise your hand? We are out of time, but please, I don't want to go home with uh, constipation. Is it a question or contribution? Okay, boss. Make it quick. Okay, good evening, church. I want to read the last. Yet does, but the reason of his remaining corruption does not perfectly will only that which is good, but that which is also evil. So, the, if paragraph three was talking about the deadness of the will, and now our will is being renewed, yeah. that we can will good, is the will we now have, is it better than what Adam had? Or mm. it's not up to a subpar what Adam possessed? Okay. Since many of you were here doing our second lecture, what would be the answer? Our will now, are we back to where Adam were before he fall? Or we are much better than Adam now? How will you answer? Are we where Adam were before he fall or he fell? Or we are a bit or much better than Adam? Huh? Raise your hand and don't speak in, don't speak into your head tie. Yes. Don't disappoint Elias that he really labored around paragraph two. Where are we now? Are we back to pre four? Where are we? Are we better than Adam? No. Are we like him? Yeah? Okay. Because I don't want to use the term. It's comparative, meaning it defeats the essence of all of that's happening. And whatever God is doing is what God is doing for his own glory. So God didn't bring us here to compare us with Adam. We are, where we are right now is where God wants us to be. This is cowardice. Why are you afraid? You used to be a very bold champion of God. Eh? Yeah. Another person. Who, who wants to be bold? Uh, give it to a chair. Uh, uh, yes. I, I think we are, we are better. Although we have a problem. But the, the good thing for us is that we, we have the spirit of God who is actively helping us to do better. But unlike Adam, I think Adam, he, had, he was sinless before he fell, but we are already sinners. And so the fact that we sin now is influenced by the, is influenced by the fact that we have been sinners before now, and the devil is still there, you know, in, inflicting us with sin because we are once sinners. But I think we are better because of the Holy Spirit and God's work. So Adam had no Holy Spirit. Sir? Adam was void of the Holy Spirit. No, I'm not saying he was void. I think, I think he, at that point... You guys are so clever at this house tonight. You are avoiding... He, at that point, had... had he was on God's side. He was, was a good person. <laughs> we, can't, we can't see he has the Holy Spirit as we do now, like yeah. this kind of indwelling, but he was on God's yeah. side. Yes, another person. 
Another person. Where are we? Tell us what you are telling Felix. Pass the mic to you. Yes. Felix has become your, your audience of one. <laughs> yes, my, my dear sister, what are, his, what, what are your thoughts? Are we, are we better? Just take the microphone. Take the microphone. Yes. Where are we? Are we better? If you ask me, I think we are... Yes. Don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. Talk to me. If you ask me... I'm asking you. I think we are better in a way because I, in a way I agree with him that Adam was sinless. And we have experienced sin, and we are, we have attained um, this salvation from Christ. You know, it's one thing to say, oh, you okay. Let me use the example like an alcoholic, mm? someone who is an alcoholic before and is no longer an alcoholic. I would say the person's discipline is better than someone who was never an alcoholic. That's just where I'm making my reference. George, for the first time, you want to speak. No, I don't know your quotes. I think I will go with uh, what pronounce is saying, but I think if I want to choose from Safari Kemi and Goshi, I think I will go with her because this example she gave of being um, alcoholic. Alcoholic. Yes. Think about it. We that are suffering in Nigeria like this stuff. Eh? Will you say you will prefer knowing what suffering looks like, or like because I'm speaking from our human, from how we think as as humans. None of us will actually say on your own, I want to like put my hand inside fire. I want to maybe, as they are giving birth to me, I'm inside fire or something. From my own human perspective, I will actually say, I will like it if the devil is not tormenting me. From my own human perspective, I will say, I would like it if I'm in a place where I'm okay. I won't say I'm in a place where I'm always suffering, 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 so that we know what suffer is and I will not be comparing. You are critiquing people's <laughs> answer. What is your own answer? From me, I will say I will prefer Adam's place than where we are now. No, not prefer. Are we where Adam? Where are we now? You, where are you now? Definitely not where Adam is. Where are, where are you now? But we are, we are, we are after Adam. We are, uh, after Adam. Are we in a better place than no, Adam? we are not in a better place. Adam is better. Adam is better. Thank you. Pass the mic to Smart. Raise your hand. And then you bring the mic to... Yes. We are talking about Adam before the fall. So I would, I would be more inclined towards saying we are not in a better position than Adam. I would, I would, Why? I would be, because using even her logic, if you remember the last time we talked, when we were talking about ministry, where he said, if you see some, a, a young man who God has kept and he did not know some kind of sin and God preserved him and came his ministry and then an old man who has seen Shege and God <laughs> saved him, you, you, you were telling me that there, there, there will be a very, very great difference. So if, in fact, based on that logic, it's the person who has not known this particular sin and the person who knew it and is recovering from it, the person who has not known it is in a better position. So an ex-adulterer and the person who never committed sin, who do you think best can handle counseling for a person who is suffering from adultery? We're not talking about counseling here, Pastor. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, I, I, I heard you, I heard you. Or I want to add, do you want to answer? 
No, so, what's, what, what, what's the leftover? Um, I want us to also understand that if, if we are going back to Adam's place, mm -hmm. we are still taking our place to, the, to, 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 to taking ourselves to the point where, you know, it's based on our works that we could stand before God justified. And so there's a tendency of either sinning and yes. we are sinning it. and, you know, die or not sinning and be approved. It's like you're you guys bringing our booties most more now. Yeah. So, so going back to Adam now, we are taking ourselves, our freedom to that point. But now we've fallen. God has saved us. Our righteousness now, what, what we stand by, what we live by is Christ's righteousness, right? And we know that in, 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 our, fall, in our state now, even though we fall into sin, we have eternal security. I think it's a better place than Adam's place. Okay. Pass the mic. To, no, so you, you, you are great. So let, let's leave you out of it now. Who else? Uh, Damanari, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Who raised your hand? Okay, fair, Kevin. Sister yeah, I think we established that the state where Adam was before the fall, it was possible for him not to sin. And it was possible for him to sin. Uh -huh. He had that choice. But with that, we are non pose, non pecare. How can we be better? How can we be better? Okay, we realize that finally, before I... There's a particular word I've been waiting to hear. Well, I, I won't answer. I think the question is... <laughs> but Adam was in a state of probation. Good. That's the word I've been looking so for. So in a state of probation, in a sense, you are neither here nor there. You are not married to the man, but you are with the man. Where's your security? There's a sense of instability that was attached to Adam. So even if I, I don't know, because now if you ask Adam, I have to speculate a lot. Adam tried, 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 tried. Since it was largely something that was probationary and dependent on him, <laughs> Adam would have. Forget the paradise. What we have now in Christ is far better. Now, we think of the curse. Uh, the curse is bad, but what we have in Christ is far better. It's immeasurable to what we want to get in Adam. Yes. It's Im you, can't, you can't measure it. There's nothing you can when you measure. When you sing to him, there, there is him, it's, a, it's a Christmas song, Joy to the World. There's a particular phrase that talks about what Christ has done, the, 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 the depth of what Christ has done, surpass what happened even before. Okay, if there's no other color opinion, let me close. On top of this, Wahala. What is he asking? Is he asking about the will or just about situation? The will of Adam, the, what, what we are saying, even if it's, even if it, if it's asking about the will, the, the, see, the will of Adam. What was asking about? The, what were you asking about? <laughs> we, are, we are not seeing state of grace. Uh, you, see, you guys are doing your Valentine here. It's not me that's keeping you here now, okay? Uh -huh. If you have Valentine to go and sort out. Brother Eugene, please now. What are you asking about the will? 
Yes. Then I, I asked if, 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 I was asking about the way. Then I asked if we are in a better position, still based on the way, but are we in a, will, will, will you say that our will now renewed, we are better than Adam? Okay, so Brelisa can answer this question, because that's what you taught us now, four states of mind. Yes. So, so, so Adam was what? Now, that, that Latin you taught us. You see, ba? Guys. That Latin you taught us. So you tell us in English now. Adam was what? <laughs> no, no, okay. 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 in English. So, so Adam was what? Adam was able to sin, not to sin. Or able okay. not to sin, not to. Adam was what? So Adam was able to sin. And Adam was able, able not to sin. He could sin and also able not to sin. So in Christ, so our will is now what? Our will has been changed. That so we are still able this to phrase sin. is what? Huh? This phrase in, in Christ, Christ is what? Is it non pro is Wait. But that's what you taught us now. Wait, now calm down. Yeah. In Christ. In Christ we are we are now enabled to serve. We are able to this phrase. We are able to sin, uh, not able to sin. How is it like now? Able Christ? to not sin, and we are able and to what? sin. So that's the answer now. So what the knowledge is trying to say is that you are saying we are we are where Adam where? No, 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 no. no, no. Damn what is your answer? I think I, I think I get where he's coming from. Where is he coming from? I think I get where he's coming from. There's a similarity there's between. A okay, now I guess I guess we're. So he's saying there's a similarity between Adam and us now. What happened after the fall was that the ability to please God was taken away. So man lost that ability, but Adam had it. Now after Christ has come, man has the ability to please God. That's what he's trying to point out. Now we're going we're going home peacefully before Deji brought this Christian back, eh? But it's a good place to, to anchor. Let me just tell you, guys. The first, I think, what Nonso answered in the first instance, we have closed the everything. Adam was in a unique position and was also in a unique, un, under a unique dispensation called the dispensation of work. If Adam will have obeyed God, will have enjoyed Eternity. His, his enjoyment of eternal life is, 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 is predicated on his obedience. These fruits don't eat. Number two, Adam was a federal head of all humanity. Adam was not produced by human generation. There are lots about Adam that is not even, we are far from who Adam. Adam was a human representative. And there are two Adam. One is Adam and one is uh, Christ. Those who are not saved are in Adam, and those who are saved are in Christ. Christ and Adam, who is better? See, a believer, a believer 
It's not even, I don't want to even be afraid. No, so it's not to avoid comparison. See, Adam is in his own. No, but, 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 but Pastor, sorry mm -hmm. that we are trying to miss me out. Yeah, yeah. It's a conversation about the will now. Yeah. I, I, I don't think anybody here would disagree with uh, either being under the covenant of works or under the covenant of grace. Yes. But this, this question is actually very important, especially with regard to our sanctification. Mm -hmm. Because there is a way that having been redeemed and then uh, and now we are, we are being taught that, um, especially when you read Romans 7, yeah. there's a way that people can basically just give up and say, eh, I know now. So this state of the will that uh, Brother Eliezer taught us is actually a useful... Can you forget about Eliezer for the moment? You see, Eliezer. And listen to me. I'm your teacher now. Verse 4, paragraph 4 talks about the will of a Christian. God, it is God. It is God that works in a believer both to will and to do of his good pleasure. The reason why we are struggling with this issue is that there is a deficit of genuine Christianity around our locals. So that even in our own lives, sometimes we have to even think sometimes if, if, if we have tasted the goodness of God or those who claim to be Christians around us. Okay. This will now, the disposition, it's like, oh, how I love the law of God. It's not just the, the body is willing, the, the spirit is willing, the body is a weak kind of theology. You really want to, you really want to genuinely, you see, unbelievers too want to do good things. The issue is ability. Even non-Christians want to be perfect, they don't want to do bad, bad, bad things. I've seen people drunk and they start crying. Why am I doing this into myself? Okay, that is, um, Except missing, yes, maybe like the, the ability, ability yes, yes, yeah, so like Adam, it's like, what you see in Genesis was that Adam was like left, his ability was left to a test, unaided by the grace of God. For a Christian, you will, you will not even depend, you will dare not depend on your own strength to do anything. And God, who has saved you, will never let you take a step. The step of a just man is ordered by the Lord. God will not allow you to even move on your own. He knows that you are feeble, the stuff you are made of. So a, a Christian now, it's, it's, it's not just that the Holy Spirit come upon a Christian. The Holy Spirit indwells a Christian. And if you are conscious of your Christian life, knowing that the Holy Spirit is with me, you, 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 are, you, are, a, you are a dunamis walking on the street. For sin shall have no dominion over you. And this is very important that we go home tonight and even check ourselves and ask ourselves serious questions. Am I really in, in Christ? If I am in Christ, my will my ability, my affection, everything is affected by the work of Christ. And it's not so much that I have my own will, it has been repaired. It's a complete imputation of the righteousness of Christ 
in a believer. So that from the point of God, you are reckoned as just. God is not seeing you in the state of probation. Justification means just. And Adam was not in that. That was not the, that, that was not the, Adam was not in that category. Okay? So we are, we are a, a person who is in crisis is stable. He is not unstable, and his salvation is not 50-50. It's not like I could lose my salvation, I could not lose my salvation, and then I, it's, it's not, it's, is it unstable? If you are really saved, is, it, is, is, is your destination unstable? Those who are already in Christ are, are, are in heaven already, even right here from there now. And you can take that to the bank. He will hold me fast, and he will not let me go. All that my Father has given me are in my hand, and none will escape that of my hand. And that is the comfort of Christians. It's just that when you're not falling into the same sin again and 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 again, you need to just ask yourself whether you are a Christian. You indeed have power over sin. Trust me. Don't listen to Satan. Say, yeah, but then you would. But then I would. I am crucified with Jesus. Nevertheless, I live. The life I live now. Romans 6. We that were dead to sin, how can we live in it any longer. Don't you know that all of us that were baptized, were baptized unto his death, and were raised with him. Not just raised with him, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places, far above prosperities and power. You should speak this thing. That's what Christian meditation does to you. That when you are walking alone, you'll be saying this thing, I'm seated in heavenly places, far above prosperity and power. You have real and raw power over sin. You are an overcomer. Even though you are fighting sin, you are fighting from the point of victory. For instance, when we watch Premier League, my final point, Premier League people, if you are like 30 points on the table and there's still 10 matches to be played, will you play the remaining match? If you already won the league by the point you've uh, amassed, but there are still matches to be played, will you play it or not? Will you play it or not? Eh? You play it. But you are not playing knowing that you are already a winner. So much that when you, those who are playing you now will give you a guard of, uh, of honor. But you are still playing. And if you lose along the line, will it be painful? Will you say, after I've won? It actually affects your point, isn't it? It it. it, it, it you want to do a clean, a clean sheet, isn't it? It damages your reputations and pride. We are fighting, but we are more than conquerors through Christ because he has saved us. Maybe from next, next week, we can start from this point. Uh, but is there, is, no, is there any confusion still in your head? Thank you. Father, we thank you again. As we say these days, tears well up in our hearts. We are so grateful for saving us. Thank you for saving us. Our our friends, our children that are yet to be saved, they have not tasted the goodness of the Lord. Lord, we plead on their behalf tonight that you give them no rest until they find you. Do so to them as you've done to us. As we live here tonight also, 
I ask that the ministry of the Holy Spirit get to work on our hearts, bringing more illumination and clarity to us, and so much more applications that we may live in the light of the truth of your word. Bless us now as we depart from this house. In Jesus' name, amen.